This is JFM Podcast. Welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jos. My name is Ponsak Fanab. And you're welcome to this Thursday edition of the program. Today is the 23rd day in the month of September 2021. Feels good to be here. Uh, feels good to be um, alive um, and well as well, of course. We don't have any, any excuse not to give thanks. Well, today... Um, Okay, my guest is going to be via phone. Uh, Kunle Lawal is someone that I respect too much. He's the, he's the executive director of the Electoral College Nigeria, an institute that is online, basically uh, aimed at training Nigerians you know, about how the political structure of our country has been organized. So we're going to have a really rich and interesting conversation. Uh, but some of the news stories we are following for you, Laya Mohammed has said that uh, the present administration of uh, President Mohamed Ubari is borrowing to build world-class infrastructure that will benefit generation of Nigerians. Uh, the minister spoke well in Barno State uh, this afternoon. Uh, he explained that the Buhari administration is not borrowing for recurrent expenditure or to pay salaries. Uh, well, the president, recall, has requested the Senate to approve uh, his borrowing plan of four billion U.S. dollars and seven hundred and. Uh, 10 million uh, euros external loans. The president's request was contained in a letter addressed to the uh, president of the Senate, Ahmed Lawal, and read at plenary uh, yesterday. All right. Uh, well, let me quote what uh, the Minister for Information said. He said, Naysayers have recently ramped up their criticism of the Bore administration for borrowing. These critics are insincere. We are not borrowing for recurrent expenditure or to pay salaries. We are borrowing to build world-class infrastructure that will benefit generations of Nigerians and will have a lot to show for the loans we have taken. Today, the standard gauge rail lines between Lagos and Ibadan, as well as Abuja and Kaduna, are running well. Today, we have new airport terminals in Abuja, Kano, Lagos, and Port Harcourt. Today, the Itapia Wari rail line uh, that was abandoned for decades is running on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Uh, well, recall the former president lambasted uh, the Buhari administration of incessant uh, borrowing. 
um, you know, and indebting the uh, country, basically. Well, still on in, in, in Borno State, uh, the governor of Borno State, Baba Gana, Professor Baba Gana Zulum, has sacked the management or suspended the management of the uh, poly- state-owned Ramat Polytechnic. is owned by the state government uh, over the dead or the dilapidated or decrepit state of infrastructure in the uh, institution of higher learning. Uh, you find out that the laboratories are really, uh, things are not working there, the infrastructure there is broken down and things like that. Uh, and the governor was really acted by that and he suspended the management of the uh, institution. I think one thing I love with the governor of Borno State uh, is his ability to do M&E. M&E basically is monitoring and evaluation. Uh, that if you assign a tax to someone, you go back, you know, to monitor and evaluate uh, their progress instead of just allowing them to run with it uh, without, you know, monitoring and evaluating uh, them is going to be really catastrophic and uh, uh, disastrous because they may not do the job uh, based on what is being agreed upon. Uh, well, let's uh, look at this story. Well, I mean, you know, it's politics. Uh, yesterday, the uh, mouthpiece for the Northern Elders Forum came out to say that, uh, you know, Buhari has failed. I mean, this is his song uh, for some time right now. And he said that, you know, no Nigeria, no uh, region in the country should be bullied uh, to support any region. He said the North alone cannot support uh, a president, cannot produce rather a president, neither is the South, uh, because the Constitution have said, you know, the system is such a way that... Uh, you need, you know, uh, support across region. Uh, so Pandef in uh, Pandef is Pan Niger Delta Forum. Today, lambasted Northern Elders Forum over its confession that it regretted uh, that it got rid of uh, former President Gulak Ibele Jonathan in the 2015 elections uh, to vote in President Muhammadu Buhari. Pandev Publicity National Publicity Secretary Ken Robinson in an interview exclusively with The Punch. Uh, uh, he said it was too late for the Ariwa group, group to lament its participation in the election of Buhari as president six years ago. Uh, well, the group is led by the former Ijo, foremost rather, the prominent Ijo leader, Chiverun Clark. Uh, well, Northern Ellis instructed child voters, uh, bandit and killer herdsmen to get rid of Jonathan, who is from Bayelso State, South-South Nigeria, and Elek Buhari, who is from Katsina, Northwest Nigeria. Uh, well, Pandev was, re- you know, made the, reacting to a confession made by Hakim Baba, Dr. Hakim Baba Ahmed on Tuesday uh, that the group regretted voting Jonathan out of power in 2015 uh, because Buhari has disappointed millions of Nigerians, including members of the All Progressives Congress, Nigeria's uh, ruling political party now. Well, I have this insert to play because my guest is via phone and I know that any moment I'll try to get him on. Uh, Abu Bakr Malami saying, you know, the recent uh, publication of alleged terror financiers. Uh, well, Abu, Abu Bakr Malami granted an interview with that 
journalists in, 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 in New York at the United Nations General Assembly, uh, President Mohamed Obari is set to address the uh, United Nations General Assembly tomorrow. And of course, you know, there have been, you know, a wave of protests with allegations that the federal government uh, is giving $50 uh you know to you know, people of black descent you know whether Africa, i don't know but people of black descent to come out to protest that ah indeed the president is doing well this the next voice will be that of malami and of course uh when we come back we'll start the conversation with my guest mr Kunle lawal Vafon. stay here well as far as that issue of um uh, that issue of terrorist financing is concerned it's a work in progress and uh, indeed i would like to be preemptive in terms of investigation but one thing i can say for sure is arising from such arrest the terrorist funding and financing has indeed um, been crippled substantially and that eventually translated to some imp- major improvements being recorded as far as uh, crippling the strength of um, a t- a terrorist is concerned within the nation you can see visibly that we are indeed witnessing tremendous successes associated with the Boko Haram which uh, translate to significant dissemination uh, of the Boko Haram terrorists. They have been decimated to a larger extent, to a larger degree. You can see what is unfolding as far as um, the Northwest um, bandits, uh, I mean, banditry activities are concerned as well. They are as well being decimated to a larger extent, to a larger degree. All these are indeed the effect of of, um, the effect of what we have done. We have succeeded in doing in terms of identifying the uh, blocking, sorry, in terms of blocking the terrorist financing and funding. So as far as that aspect is concerned, we have succeeded, one, in identifying those that are responsible for funding, two, blocking the leakages associated with funding, and then three, embarking on aggressive investigation that is indeed uh, impacting positively in terms of the fight against uh, terrorism. So, but then the fact, the truth of the matter is that investigation is ongoing, mm-hmm. is advancing, and for the purpose of investigation, I would like to be preemptive in terms of making disclosures that will have the effect of undermining the successes we are recording as far as um, uh, investigation is concerned. But one thing I can tell you for sure that whatever we do in terms of detention, in terms of arrest, is indeed backed by judicial process. We have indeed acquired, I mean, obtained a legitimate... All right, that was uh, the AGF and Minister for Justice there, uh, Abubakar Malami, uh, talking about terror financiers and what the Borough Administration will do. I have live via phone Mr. Kone Lawal, the Executive Director at uh, Electoral College Nigeria. Good evening, sir, and thank you for cre- making our time uh, to join via phone. How is it going, sir? Good evening. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. And of course, uh, great company. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about marriage issue, uh, Mr. Kunle. Uh, but let me just, you know, ask you, I mean, you've put in so much work, energy and time uh, to train people to, young people especially, uh, about, you know, Nigeria, about how uh, the, politi- the politics in our country has been set up. Just tell me, you know, randomly, how does it, what's your own assessment of uh, the way this country has been run at this point in time? 
that young people don't have educational opportunities. A lot of schools are being closed down in the north. You find illiteracy, lack of economic opportunities, insecurity, and what have you. Uh, down south, you know, the EFCC is reporting that, or has reported that uh, Lekki, you know, the Lagos Island is the hotbed for a Yahoo Yahoo, you know, uh, scam, internet scam in, in, in Nigeria. Tell me how you feel about, you know, some of these issues. Um, okay, when you look at the Nigerian country, we come from a hotbed of a lot of diversity. Now, this is supposed to be a strength, but because of the general political illiteracy here, we have turned this into a weapon. And this weapon eventually has come back to bite back. So I'll give an example. The same politicians that call people or call lucky for the insurgency being available to children can What happens to the security booths that we provided? Government. This is never held in question. No government is accountable. People win second terms. Uh, with with money as much as and looking at security votes goes as high as six billion for a state in a month. This is not the yearly thing. This is monthly. The least state I think collects about roughly a, a little over one billion, but between one to six billion, depending on damages in your in your in your state. Now I'm trying to say some governors actually I don't know. There's a belief that I wouldn't say because I'm on radio, I, I don't have this. But I'll say some governors, it's believed that some governors actually state manage issues of crisis in the state to improve the amount of money they cost. And you know why they can do that? Uh, I don't know, but Mr. Kule, uh, Mr. Kule, you're no, saying something. Saying yeah, happens. yeah, you're saying something very phenomenal and profound. Now you're saying that uh, governors can stage manage insecurity to jack up uh, security vote. That is, uh, but again, no governor has come out to say this is the actual amount I get a security vote. Yes, no governor comes out to say. But if you check within allocations made by federal government, you will see amounts being shared. Monthly, it differs, ratio changes. You know, we are never transparent with exact figures because of the high amount of cost. So, I'll give you an example. Like within COVID, as much as governors said they went, there was no money because of COVID. That was a hoax. From the Nigerian government alone, they were receiving one billion naira a month during the heights of COVID when everybody was at home. And the World Bank was providing 1.1 billion naira extra. This is minus the factor allocation they collected in 2023. We're receiving another 1.1 billion from World Bank to help alleviate the, the issues of COVID. So they were receiving 2.1 billion naira during the COVID time. But this is even more, what's more funny is the issue with the palliatives, which of course many people do not understand. So a lot of private companies came together and brought together the palliatives into, into uh, brought the palliatives and said, you know what, we're going to provide palliatives to stay. And I'm aware because I know what happened inside. And this is, um, of course, multimillionaire company. Doctor said, no, give us the money. Don't buy the bag of rice and the Indomie or whatever. Give us the money. 
And the companies, of course, knowing what go- state governors will do with it, refuse to give them the money, bought the food, and sent to states without the permission of God. And governors, that which was what led to the reason governors got angry and locked up these palaces, started using them in funny. That you can quote me on. I just. Hello, hello, hello. I can hear you. Okay, yeah. Okay, talk to us about the uh, alleged uh, list of terror sponsors that was published by the United uh, Arab Emirates. This is the second time. Well, the first time they said that some Nigerians, but they didn't publish names. Uh, but at the second instance, they went further to publish names. Uh, all we, uh, all we know as of now regarding actions from the federal government is what the. Minister for Justice said while in New York at the United Nations General Assembly, what actions will you want the federal government to, or the Nigerian people should mandate the federal government take uh, to bring this uh, alleged uh, sponsors of Boko Haram to justice? You know, sometimes from the so-called, you know, body language is something we learn. So from the body language of the government, it's quite shocking to find out that... Um, or something that silaged the country, made us lose FDI, <clears throat> excuse me, loss of Nigerian lives, we still take this as a joke. And this is very, 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 very hard. The UAE has to do secure work for Nigeria. Or well, of course, they, they are bothered about the issues of insecurity. But why should another country be doing that? And Nigeria is not even ember. We actually are saying they will be named in due time. Okay, the UAE has gone ahead and named four of them out of the 38 Nigerians. Nigeria has a meeting. Move on. I don't understand why everybody in Nigeria is comfortable. And this is why I think Nigerians are politically illiterate. We would rather argue that FSK moved from PDP to APC, which was trended on social media and every other news media present, but when these are issues that affect the stability of this country, and we're not ready to talk about it, we don't care, it sends a message that even Nigerians are not concerned about Or rather, will you blame the media for, will you blame the media for uh, putting the... I I hold the media accountable. I don't know why FSK's movements from PDP to APC will become something that should be carried on news, news fronts everywhere. I think the media as much as should be held liable. The media is the fourth estate in the democracy. And they dictate the trends and thought patterns of everyone that listens to them. If you decide to make that top news, everybody's going to be talking about it and going to miss the actual. These two news lines, headlines, came about the same time. And FSK was more important to Nigerian media. So it, it tells who exactly we are as Nigerians. I'm sure... Even with the government, they will say, don't mind them. They are talking about FSP. There's nothing we need to do. If we even say we'll just punish them because people will be happy. That's not good enough. It's not good enough. In another country, the National Assembly would have recalled, it would have, sorry, would have impeached the president. Because he's first sworn, the president is first sworn, and governors are first sworn to the protection of lives and property. Yeah, but this is not the first time. This is not the first time the uh, a, a sitting president will come out. Good luck, Jonathan said that uh, he's aware that Boko Haram sponsors are within his cabinet, but there was not any punitive action that was taken during his time. 
you know, if you want a civilization to move forward, you, 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 there's always be this is not the first time. The civilization only moves forward when you make sure this is the last time that. Say that again. Say that again. A civilization only moves forward when this is the last time said. Like you said, this is not the first time, but okay. the last time it is said. Yeah. So well, I think what you've said, what you've said, is profound. Directly. Yeah. Yeah. Though it's nothing against the Buhari government. Of course. Yeah. It's just like it is just the protection of the people. We should come first in a sovereign nation. Hello. Hello, I'm here. I'm here. I, I yeah, please go ahead because we lost track with what you just said. Yeah, just okay. I said I said this is because this is because of course what is most important in a sovereign nation is protection of life and property. Mm-hmm. So it's not about the sitting government. It's not about the political. Let let me even make this clear, and I think uh, people in Plateau need to need to also understand this because something most Nigerians do not understand. No thief anywhere in any part. Nigeria belongs to a political party. Everybody is sworn to the constitution of the Federal Republic. A seat, a political party is only a vehicle to office. It doesn't own a seat. We have misconstrued totally what politics should be in Nigeria. Somebody will say our state is now being run by SDP or being run by PRP or any of the other parties. No state is being run by any politics. The political parties are like vehicles to an airport. So you get in the vehicle and you get to the airport. So whether I come with Keken Apep or I come with uh, an Uber, we still get to the airport. That's the job. I want you to get to the airport, you're on the plane. And on the plane, everybody is equal, and which is governance. So the plane is governance. Everybody is equal. No seat in Nigeria belongs. And it is totally, frankly, disrespectful to the Constitution to even put a party flag behind any, any seat of government because it doesn't belong there. So talk to us about, you know, what what actions will you want uh, the Niger, especially young people, uh, to take? This terror financiers because it has cut the life of young people short. Think about the Chiba girls. Think about the uh, Dapchi school girls. Think about the Buniyadi uh, boys' secondary school. Young people's life have been cut short by this, you know, uh, notorious criminals and terrorists called uh, Boko Haram. What, how will you want the Nigerian people to respond, you know, to uh, so that justice has been served, especially these the alleged terror financiers? Before we move uh, to the next issue. Okay, the foundation of every democracy is the legislature. You cannot, you cannot hold, you cannot hold the president alone accountable. You hold the legislature accountable. The legislature will impeach governor or president. We have totally negated the legislature to a point that even the National Assembly, or in case in question, the, uh, the State House of Assembly, have started to think they are being controlled by the government. Who does that? In any state, that is crazy. Nobody, you must have ignored the constitution. So I feel you don't need to wait for an election to get a government. Attempt to recall your state house of assembly or national uh, assembly members, and it is constitutional. It is not breaking any laws. You have the right under a democracy. If they wouldn't hold the president or a governor in a state to clearly state why they are insecure, they should start to recall them. And INEC in 90 days, once they reach 50% plus one of total uh, voters, they will, of total voters that registered, they have those signatures clearly. I know 
supposed to do an election in 90 days, the standard constitutional procedure. And then you get in the legislature you want. You don't need to wait to 2023 to change the governor or to remove somebody from the house. Hello. Hello, I'm here. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so the next issue is that political parties are planning for their national convention, and in this national convention, uh, I mean, they get to uh, they started from the local government level, from the world congresses, local government, state congresses, and then the national. Uh, and it's very important because they are like you know national uh, excos uh, to spearhead the party. How will you want Nigerians, especially young people, to participate? Or you know, will you want them to be passive? Uh, participants or active participants because this is where they uh, there's a time uh, that the principalities and powers will bring out money uh, to hijack the structure of the party and of course you know the same party body and uh, the same issue we kept getting you know in our country okay let me make this clear no political party is bad it's the players within a political party are if you think APC is bad or PDP is bad and you sit down at home, APC and PDP with the delegates that are, of course, uneducated and will collect Ghana must go, will bring out candidates you'll be forced to vote for or forced to pick. There is no political participation, and I blame most of our, our orientation leaders. There is no political participation. It's you are not part of a political party. Forget voting. Being part of a political party and being part of the World Trade uh, Congresses and trying to be part of delegate is more important. If you can secure the right candidate comes out, those that just want to vote have an easier job. It's more important. And we need to get this kind of education and message out. But the truth is everybody just tell you vote, 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 so that status quo remains. Because they rigged the election in Nigeria before everything. We don't have an election in Nigeria. What we've always had is election. Do you know how big governors come out? Do you know how presidential candidates come out? We just see and they'll say, ah, this party, this one, this party, this one, this party. So it's normally the devil or the blue sea. But you can effect change if you're a member of the political party. You can effect change and you can change the narrative. So, uh, hello. I'm here. I'm okay, okay. Talk to us about, you know, the borrowing before we open the phone lines. The president has requested uh, a fresh $4 billion uh, loan and, of course, several hundred and ten million uh, euros uh, external borrowing. Uh, I don't get to travel a lot, you know, as you, Kunle, uh, but how <laughs> true is that? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm in honest. How true is that the president is building, or the federal government is building rail lines across the country to connect, you know, uh, the country? Uh, let's be honest. Um, yes, the rail lines are strange from me, but Lagos, I'm also clear that one being ongoing from Lagos, one from being worried to begin and, you know, multiple rail lines across Nigeria. Um, is this something that we could do without borrowing money? Yes. But the question is um, how? We, how? Yeah, the question well, is let how. Me give you an, let me give you an example. Please go ahead. Can we account for security votes? Um, constituency projects is an anomaly, and I hope the State House of Assembly in Plateau is listening to me. When I say this, it's an anomaly. It's not part of the 
constitution. So there's no constitutional provision for constituency projects. This is money robbed from local government funds and brought into to the National Assembly and the State House of Assembly to make a mockery of development. And I constitutionally backingly say this, the truth, and they should defend constituency projects by the constitution anywhere. I'm ready to face anyone on this. So yes, we have that money being thrown away in different matters. When last was the constituency? When last was any of them in the constituency office? When last was any of them even trying to do something with the so-called constituency? Some monies that are being bastardized and being used. So we have a lot of leakages in the system. These leakages, if clocked, could provide far more developments than we could ever imagine. And that's the only All right, well, uh, let's open the phone lines. Uh, I've been, in case just tuning in, I've been having a chat with uh, Kunle Lawal. He's the executive director at Electoral College. Electoral College is a uh, like an online institution, but it's non uh, semi formal, if you permit me to use that word, uh, that is training young Nigerians to understand how the politics, how politics is being organized. Uh, number one, and you know how uh, young people can actively participate as well. Uh, so we've been talking about lots of issues. We started with uh, the uh, well, we talk about the borrowings. We talked about uh, the terror, alleged terror uh, financiers, you know, uh, and of course the convention of political parties. Uh, some will have it, you know. Uh, before the year runs out, you can join the conversation. We just have one line, uh, 090-9884-8848. Uh, that is the phone uh, line that we have uh, currently working right now because the other one is engaged, of course. 090-9884-8848. Let's take this. Hello. Okay, you need to turn down. Please, before you call, you have to kindly turn down the volume of your radio. We're on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash JFMJaws. Hi, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from TC and T Junction. We're listening to you, Sadiq. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. I want to comment your guest here. And I will talk about this risk of terror that they have been out by the EU is something that is very, very unfortunate. But at the time that this list has been announced, the government put to sweep into action and make sure that those that are in the list have been arrested because it is a, something that has been disturbing Nigerians as a whole, the issue of uh, terrorism. So, but the silence of the government is something that is very, very unfortunate, and the government and the people will think otherwise. But we are hoping the government will arrest those that are part of this one, and justice should be done in just as they are arrested. And secondly, the issues of this political party convention, it is very, very unfortunate that the Nigerian political party does not have their own ideology. Because both APC and PDP are both of the same feathers. Because we do not know what is the ideology of APC. We do not know the main ideology of PDP. You may not know the difference between a state governor governed by APC. What is his own ideology? How it differs from a state governor governed by PDP? We 
he does say that we Nigerians have to open our eyes. We have to know that this voting is not going to be on based on political party again. We should try and bring the person that's supposed to be. And we should vote based on integrity and based on record that the person has kept. But if you are going to be repeating our former this, former that, without having their own record, then we'll just continue this. And Nigeria needs restructuring because this system is not giving us the result. Thank you very much. God bless you. Well, thank you so much, Sadiq, for calling the show zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. That is the I'll, yeah. Could you yeah? Do, would you like to respond? Yes, I'd like to respond. There's a common knowledge that um, political parties don't have ideology. That's not true. Um, the APC, I'm concerned with ideologies and constitution. The APC represents more of a government intervention across businesses. And economies, while the PDP favors a more capitalist nation, a more capitalist idea. So we say that the APC is more like Russia, and then the PDP is more like America. Um, I think we have to dispel this thing. Now, do they act within the constitution or the ideology of their political parties? No, they do not. But it does not necessarily mean that the parties do not have these things. They do. I just want to clarify. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Tell us your name and join the conversation, sir. Thank you for calling, Anetia. We're listening to you, please. Yeah. Can I ask a question? This, uh, this, this present government keep on growing. What, what are they doing with those money? We have not seen any achievements so far. Now, the... Yeah, well, if you follow, hello, if you follow the Nenche, uh, Kunle, I, I told, I asked Kunle that, you know, he's told me that there's rail lines, you know, connecting several parts of the country because I've not seen it myself. So I can't report what I've not seen, but he can, he said he can confirm it. They have been borrowing all this while since they came to power. Yeah. Now, if they're going now, I don't think they will pay that money. Maybe he's the next president that is coming. That will come and pay all this money. No, it's not even the president. It's the Nigerian people that will pay the money. It's not the president. If cares not taking, let me tell you, half of it, China will take over Nigeria. You have a nice day, please. Thank you very much. Kwale, would you like to respond? Um, he has a point that China cannot in that time. But um, there's what you call neo-colonialism. We are working for Yes, we'll get to that. Okay. All right. But I would also like to add that the truth is, as much as we are angry with the system, I don't yet think I'm, we're not participating in the system. I'm, I'm going to bust one small bubble so that maybe things are a little fair. I'm sure you have local government chairman or Jessica chairman. But um, I'll tell you something. Are you aware that your local government does not have immunity? It means that if you catch them on a project, you can sue them if you find out they, they robbed that money. And if you sue them and they cannot defend themselves, they will go to jail. Local government councillors and local government chairmen do not have immunity from the country. Right, great. Uh, let's take more calls, sir. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name, please. I'm Stanford calling you from Indian. We're listening. Thanks for calling, sir. 
Thank you, thank you. Uh, well, let me take some Facebook comments. Please, can I correct that? Please go I ahead, sir. Say, you, you asked me a question that are there really red lines in construction? Lagos Ibadan is already done. The functional train, I've been on it. I went to Lagos Stadium okay. to watch uh, the first match there. So it, it's not their building. It's already working. The train between Lagos and Ibadan is fully functional. So I didn't say I'm not justifying what the federal government is pouring money for. Question I answered. Are they building real lines yet? Okay, great. Uh, thank you for that. Elkana Moses on Facebook is saying morality has thrown down politics in Nigeria today. Agnes Sajang is saying, My suggestion is this it's high time bandits have been tortured and punished or brought to book. It's not just the solution. We need justice from the federal government. They take Nigerians to be their kids that it turn uh Anyhow, it's painful and disheartening. Uh, they need to wake up from their sleep or slumber, you say. Ayodele Akbabiakaisin, arrest this sponsor of Boko Haram and treat them like criminals openly because they are, are criminals. Okay, Godwin Ingbe Clement is saying, which federal government? This one Buhari is heading to or another. If it is this federal government, forget it. Femi Adeshina has spoken uh, the government's mind and they have no intention of revealing them, not to talk about uh, taking actions against them. Felkuka Factors Jimin is saying, it will be difficult for Boko Haram to do anything, even if they are advised to publish the names, because they are the root of everything in Boko Haram. Uh, the main sponsor is making noise in day in, day out, and nobody is taking action on it, only sending uh, the... Okay, I'm not going to continue with that. Hartman, okay, Hartman T. Quaya is saying, death by hanging after proper investigation is the best solution and keeping them in correctional facilities is the worst and costly decision to make by the government because they don't deserve to live or to be alive in this world. Albert Akaya Dagzai saying, it is important that the electorate take active part in political party convention. In fact, I'm of the opinion that all electorates should be members of political parties. This will help shape our political system to not only grow, but it will develop the system. Stephen Nam is saying uh, the federal government should grant them amnesty. Philip Mandung is saying uh, if those Boko Haram sponsors were Christians, they will have been in jail now. Uh, the truth is bitter. I know some people wouldn't like the way I put it, but it's a fact that we all know. What is Abakari still doing in Nigeria that he's supposed to have been repatriated long ago or extradited? Maybe that's what you mean. Uh, the entire system is biased and hopeless. 
Dangata JD saying, of course, electorate are expected to be in active participation. That's the primary stage of democratizing the whole process. Once the will choice, uh, the will uh, begin to be exper- expressed at the party levels, you will discover that the whole process will be easier in the general congress. Nice to hear Mr. Kunle's voice on the plot. Okay. Santino Edo Moyi saying, what led to the state we are uh, today uh, start with insincerity of our leaders, which uh, are not actually there, which they are not actually there for Nigerians. Look at the early 80s when uh, Meta Senior, okay, Meta Senior was ravaging Kano in those days. Some of these notorious uh, court were let loose because of the forces that are bigger than the laws of the land. All today is a story. Uh, today we can. Uh, see where we are as a country. We all tend to take our tails. Uh, okay, truth has gone to sleep because these people are untouchable. Genocide has taken place in Nigeria, yet journalists uh, can't report it because of fear of being persecuted. Nigerians need rescue urgently. Everything has gone rotten. Uh, are we leaving? Shepkur uh, Samuel Lamiri saying, who are the sponsors? Don't waste your energy, my brother. Be close to, go- to your God. They are the ones piloting the affairs. Who else will? Godfrey Agbu Kigbu is saying, in this country, the federal government will do will not do anything. We are watching. Let us. Okay. Principal Joseph Melumo is saying, it's unfortunate that the federal government lack the political will to prosecute terrorists, but they have the will to arrest some freedom fighters like Sunday Iboho, etc., all the government needs is the political way to treat criminal, criminals in the language they understand. I stand for peace and justice. Would you like to respond, Mr. Kole, before we uh, take uh, another round of calls? No, no, no. Go ahead with the call. Okay, okay, okay. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening. Yeah, thank you for calling. Tell us your name, please. I'm Musa Aikekano, calling you from Body Park. We're listening, Musa. Okay, you see, for me, nobody should even worry about these political parties truncating from one place to another. To me, it's just a personal issue. Every Nigerian what we should be worried about is getting our electoral system right. If all these politicians really know it that today, me and you, our votes can change them and our votes can do anything they don't expect, they will respect it. But in a situation whereby our political, our, our, our electoral system is nothing to, to write home about, whether new political parties are coming and all those things, before you know it, they will still jump in and continue from where they stop. It has become a business. Whether we like it or not, me and you, we should be agitating for sound electoral system where me and you, our vote, can really get to touch this people. That is how we can get to the end of this mess. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, 09 zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. 8848 uh, Before we call, turn down the volume of your radio. Hi, good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello, good evening, Mr. Ponsat, and Th- good evening to our guests who is uh, with us on the line. Yeah, this thank is you for calling. Malubi calling you from Jones. We're listening. Yes, I think one of the ways Nigerians will prove me wrong. Because my position has always been that the political class has conquered Nigerians. And whether we like it or not, they have the pedigree, the capacity to drive bitter pills down our throats. And we have no choice but to lament and accept it. So the only way 
I believe Nigerians can prove me wrong and get it right for once is to compel the present APC-led government and President Muhammad Buhari to please bring out these uh, sponsors of uh, Boko Haram and Boko sponsors of terrorists in this country. Let me tell you, Mr. Ponsat, and everybody listening to me this evening, if in absence of uh, security, you can't have any meaningful development, you can see that our schools, are, some schools up north, they are closed, University of Jobs is closed as we speak, and people are afraid of sending their uh, children to school. Uh, investors are afraid they can't come and invest. Uh, foreign direct investment are not, not available. So, and this, uh, these things are made possible by the activities of those who fuel the activities of Boko Haram. Those sponsoring Boko Haram are the number one enemy of Nigeria today. So if the federal government of Nigeria, led by President Muhammad Buhari, who promised to solve the problem of insecurity under six months, is dragging her foot to name and shame and prosecute the sponsors of Boko Haram. Nigerians, come on, wake up. This is the time we need to show whether truly, truly we have been conquered, whether we are uh, slaves in Nigeria or whether we are still citizens in Nigeria. God bless you. Extravagant Malibu once again from Joss. Thank you very much. Uh, 0909884848 is the uh, number to call. Uh, we have this. Hi, good evening. Thank you for calling. Got you late. Uh, well, we have Mr. Kuli Lawal live via phone. You can uh, call. Uh, well, there's something that I would like to ask you about, Mr., before the end of the show. So, hello, good evening. Uh, good evening, Pastor. I'm calling from Terminus. Thank you very much. Uh, well, listening. Go ahead. With all my heart, President Buhari promised us before he got power that he was going to deal with this issue of insecurity. And you can see what insecurity is doing in the far north, even in the state. Banditry has become the order of the day. A lot of people are losing their lives in the hands of bandits, kidnappers. Schools have been shut down. In that place, we only had two boys, two girls are kidnapped. Now we have had so many other school children kidnapped. The Bethel Baptist School students are still in the hands of their kidnappers. And the other school, I've forgotten the other school too. And they are still in the hands of the, the, the people that have kidnapped them. And you have the golden opportunity. Let me say this for a sec. I don't even know why radio stations, TV stations, is like you people have been gagged to the extent that you can't even call these names. I have these names on my phone. The United Arab Emirates released those five names. They are all from the same zone that the president is coming from. So why is it that we're even afraid to even call their names in any problem in this country? How do we attempt to address the issue of insecurity? A group of people have made this in a business. Financing Boko Haram, let me tell you, the remnant of Boko Haram are these bandits that we all see. And we are here looking at, looking at, looking at, watching at, and we can't even persecute them, we can't even name them. The spokesman, the attorney of the federation, came out to say that he, he doesn't want to body shame them. In the same country, we had judge. They say these two judges, you are criminals or whatever. That was the allegation upon, on, on their head. The says went to their office in the night, went to their office in the night. And arrested these people. And, and we had the public media trials of all these people. We like to mention these people. Now, is it because they are from a particular region in this country? A region that is still being of insecurity? That's my take. Thank you. Well, thank you, Emeka.
All right. Well, uh, we lost connection with uh, 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 Mr. Kunle Laol there via phone, so we're trying to connect back with him. Uh, hello. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Okay. I guess you know there have been some you know jam on the line. Uh, go ahead. We're listening. Tell us the name, please. All right. This is Alvin Aaron from Kuru. Go ahead, we're listening to you. Uh, thank you for calling. All right, thank you. For uh, that, I've continued to say that the problem of this country is the politician. And these politicians, they, they don't really have the interest of the public at, their, at heart. They have always had their own selfish interest. Anybody they want to co-op is for that person to protect their interest. That is why you see... Hello? We can you hear know? you. Go ahead. We can hear you, sir. Yes. You can see that there's only few people that are representing them there. Can you imagine the statement of uh, the, 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 the Commissioner of Information in Plateau State making statement and still coming back to correct? This radio station has never been closed before because of a statement that was made. What is going to happen to this Minister Commissioner of Information? These people, they have never been held accountable. It is high time that we will come out now and hold these people accountable. God bless you. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you too. Uh, well, we're trying to reconnect back with my guest, uh, Mr. Kunle Lawal via phone. Uh, let's try him. Uh, still, you know, trying to get in touch with him. But in the meantime, let me take some Facebook comment. Aliu Suleiman is saying, Nigerian government is so bad. Allah, I don't uh, like this government. Justice for police students. Uh, Godfrey Agbu Kibu is okay. I think I've read this one. Nandom Jimmy saying, To be frank, there are many government officials connected to those names published, and that's why Adeshina was cautious not to list out APC members involved. Because uh, if there's one PDP member involved, Chai, who could have been hearing something else. Moses Yaro is saying the unwillingness of the federal government to prosecute war criminals, Boko Haram terrorists in Nigeria, despite having the original uh, jurisdiction to hear and determine matter based on individual violation of the Geneva Convention and the Rome Statute of ICC. The extent on how terrorists have been treated in Nigeria encourages them to perpetrate more evil. Sanctions on any unwilling state that fails to prosecute uh, terrorists should be imposed, you say. Uh, well, uh, okay. Joachim uh, Dung is saying, why is Nigerian government afraid to come uh, to name sponsors of terror? Yakatula Jonah is saying, I think federal government should uh, do them what they are doing to others. 0909884848. Hello, good evening. Good evening, Pastor Sanat. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name, please. Chukudi is calling from Malaria. We're listening. Sir, um, please, I want to sincerely say something as a citizen of this country. The question I want to ask, why the federal government doesn't want to shame the people to call their names, the names public, make public the names of these people that are sponsoring terrorism, that rubbish Nigeria, billions of dollars have been spent on this particular issue of, uh, issue of insecurity since 2009. And the current the, 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 the federal government doesn't want to shame them. I want to ask a question. If Sunday, if the whole would have been, would have been listed there, would that be published a very, very long time? If in the cannot be mentioned there, if somebody from the Southeast or the Southeast governors, especially from the PDP, if their name should be listed there, I am asking a question. We know that a nation, I, I wish you to listen in. Now, if it should be that somebody who is an ordinary man like me that is making this call, who may not be mentioned, who are these politicians? 
who are these particular ministers, some powerful ministers in this country that their names are being listed there, that the federal government is officially up to this particular moment and where this. Okay, I, I think we lost connection with uh, Mr. Chukudi there. Uh, call us back when you get uh, you do get a chance. Uh, okay, well, still trying to get uh, my guest via phone. Don't know what the problem is. Network is really p- poor. Uh, yeah, beg your pardon that, uh, well, uh, you understand. Uh, we all do understand, you know, the problems we have in our country, especially with... Uh, uh, service, you know, providers, you know, the so-called dark sports and uh, things. Well, uh, let me take some comment, more comment on uh, Facebook. Elkana Moses uh, is saying morality. Okay, I think I've read this one, uh, talking about morality. Uh, Joseph Sunday, Nigerians are just blind towards what the government is doing. Samuel Abraham is saying, how are we sure that more of this sort of people are not within the body of government or within government, uh, you say. Okay. Uh, John Paul Chakop, to me, sponsors of Boko Haram should be killed or put at life in prison. No need for electorates to have interest in political party convention. What the electorate are concerned is for the uh, parties to present a clean and unstained candidate who has qualification and sound mind and bright future, presentable, eloquent, technocrat, sound health, selflessness, etc., you say. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, uh, hello. 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 Okay, it's not working. Yeah, well, uh, apologies. You know, we're trying to, you know, get in touch with the guests, but, you know, the, uh, we have some little connection problem here. Really want for him to talk about something very interesting that, uh, uh, he's, you know, doing, you know, especially as it relates to electoral college and how uh, you can participate and benefit because, you know, uh, most of Nigerian citizens, like you always say, don't understand how politics has been. Okay, uh, I'm glad I have. Uh, Mr. Kule, thank you very much. Yes, good day. Well, uh, go ahead and respond. Talk to us about the Electoral College. Uh, you have something for youth groups across the country. Uh, just in 50 seconds, talk to us about this, please. Okay, so um, I would first like to say we're non-partisan. Um, we're not a non-governmental organization. We clearly understand that there are problems within the Nigerian democratic sector. One of them is political literacy. <clears throat> we do not even understand jurisdictions of office. We do not understand the difference between a good and a bad manifesto. We don't understand what can be done and what can't be done. The electoral college try to cut that. We've also tried to improve governance with deliverables as we help support um, local government chairman and co that want to work with us and we could help channel, you know, simpler policies and uh, a lot of other things. The electoral college also has worked on you know, it has done the first virtual debate at senatorial level in Africa or on any level in Africa at that rate. Lagos East senatorial debate. We pull that off. We're just trying to improve governance to the level we are supposed to demand of ourselves. So at that point, we are just the same line. We want to be the same line between what should be and what is and trying to be the spotlight to redirect the the electorate. 
purposefully. So um, we're virtual, but we have um, a head office in Abuja, an office in Lagos. I am the executive director. Um, I manage the affairs of the Electoral College, and we do a lot of work. Okay. Well, check out Electoral College Facebook. Tw- well, we don't have Twitter yet, but they have a website. Just type Electoral College Nigeria. Mr. Kule, let me say thank you in my scanty Yoruba to you. Eshegong, thank you very much. Okay. Now we're here, like- <laughs> Have a good evening. Thank you so much for your time, Thank sir. You. Yeah. 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 All right, that was Kunle Lawal there. Thank you very much for your audience, for your time calls. You know, I apologize if I couldn't uh, uh, take your call. My name is Ponsak Fanab. Enjoy the rest of your evening and stay tuned to the news top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Sandra Kara will bring it your way. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 